0: If you're lucky you listen to them talk, they're on their way up and they can't stop. For all these great iron and hard talk, it's Kevlu Lewis V since the Sandbox.
1: Since the Sandbox fans, welcome back. We are down the Sandbox right now doing our thing and we have another great episode for you guys. This is a different episode, haven't done this one before, but it does have to do with our NFL draft coverage, and this is our match made in heaven. So we're going to take prospects, regardless of where they're being talked about um, to be drafted and where the teams could possibly be picked at, and we're going to pick a perfect scenario for these players to really excel and thrive in. And I'm going to come in with my first one. And this is a player that I also talked about in our last episode when we had uh, NFL draft uh, rookie comms to pros. I actually compared this guy, Jamar Chase, to Julio Jones. And I think a, a perfect scenario, a match made in heaven scenario for Jamar Chase would be to go to Miami. And I think that would set up two up perfectly as well that would mean Devontae Parker being a number two wide receiver and then having Gesicki in the middle so if they ever decided to invest in a Javonte Williams in the second round of the draft with all the capital that they have um I really think that would be a best case scenario for that Miami Dolphins team and we already know how good their defense is
2: yeah I like that a lot I think it's a perfect fit uh the first one I wanted to mention was oddly enough old lineman Even though I feel like this guy is going to go high in the draft, I think this team, people haven't really been talking enough about for an O-lineman. I think it's Rashawn Slater to the Panthers. I just think that he can play left tackle. They don't really have a great left tackle right now. They just got the QB. They have good weapons. They have a great running back, two good wide receivers. Uh, They could take Kyle Pitts, and that would be a very good fit. But I think that Rashawn Slater just works way better. The O-line is completely taken care of. Uh, you have a good running back. You have your quarterback, and you can succeed that way. I don't think Sam Donald needs more weapons. I think he needs more protection. Period.
1: Lou said, "Period."
0: Yeah, <laughs> but no. So I just so I took my same list from the rookie comps and just uh, put it into this segment too. So that's why if I say some of the same names, that's why. Um, but the first one I'll talk about, um, and I talked about him on the rookie comps too. Kyle Pitts, and obviously he's one of those guys where it can really fit in any system. I mean, who doesn't want a, a tight end that can line up on the outside? But I felt like a, a very good fit for him, um, as well as the team, would be the Dallas Cowboys. Because I feel like when you have a quarterback like Dak and obviously Zeke in the backfield, one, li- one linebacker is going to be preoccupied with them, you know, and whether it's a spy or, or staying with Zeke in, in the flats or something like that. So I feel like with their wide receivers on the outside and – Kyle Pitts in the middle one-on-one with like a linebacker or like a you know like a extra d-back or whatever I just feel like would be dominant and Dak's one of those guys where he's a pass first quarterback and he can throw a lot and he can scramble so I feel like it's just too much for a defense to handle if you throw him in the mix and they haven't really had a good tight end for a while I mean really since Dak's been there they had Jason Witten at the tail end of his career but I mean who have they had?
1: Don't put the pressure on Jerry Jones. They don't need another offensive guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's dying for that, too. You know You know Jerry Jones is all about that. But, Lou, you were talking about Carolina. I actually have um, another fit for Carolina. In. I do think offensive tackle is definitely a position they'll address in the draft with the addition and investment that they made on the offensive side of the ball and not having to give up any high draft capital to do that. But I'm going to go on the defensive side because we talk about how good Jeremy Chin is. We talk about how good Derek Brown is. We talk about how good Brian Burns is. And all those guys are great. They help the secondary and the front four. But they need a linebacker. And Shaq Thompson, he's okay. But I really think that Micah Parsons Mm -hmm. here to Carolina would be a perfect fit putting an sideline to sideline anchor in the middle of that defense going to get your left tackle in the second round where you can still get a great player but I really think you know the diff the difference maker on the defensive side of the ball is something that can make Carolina competitive in the division going forward
2: yeah definitely I agree with that And I'll pick it up with defense with the exact team Kev mentioned uh, I think Sertan to the Cowboys just makes all the sense in the world yeah, just it definitely because does. they drafted a corner last year and digs and and they have other so-so corners but if they could have one just to add that depth where no one's really a number one or if he can even take most of the number one assignments i feel like that changes their defense as a whole i mean they could use a good tight end like pitts would be great everywhere he goes but I, i just think Sertan to dallas their biggest need with the best prospect in the draft at that position
0: Mm -hmm. love that yeah so i obviously have all offensive guys so i'll I'll bring it i'll (laughs) bring it i'll bring it back to the offensive side and steve a guy you mentioned in the rookie comps and you know probably the second biggest name in the draft justin fields and I feel like a good fit for him would be the the 49ers because I feel like their offense is pretty much complete besides the quarterback position. I mean, they have the two big wide receivers on the outside. You obviously have one of the top tight ends. And when healthy, you have a pretty good running back platoon as well. You know what I mean? And obviously there's big question question marks with the quarterback um, position there. And I feel like Justin Fields can just add such... Versatility of that offense too, because he can also take off. So like yeah. with all the D backs back covering the receivers, the linebackers trying to focus on Kittle, like there's a lot of room for him to open up the field and run. You know what I mean? So I feel like he could really be beneficial um in that system. But yeah, I think that's a great fit, especially for a team that was looking, you know, for potentially in the Deshaun Watson race. I feel like you know, obviously he's not Deshaun Watson, but it's a good. It's a, good, it's a better compliment than Jimmy G is to Deshaun yeah, Watson, you yeah. know what I mean?
1: So here, here's my whole thing, right? I think I think that's a great fit, and I think that's where he's going to go. That's where I thought he was going to go this whole time. Hmm. I think Kyle Shanahan loves Justin Fields, and I think if they draft him there at three, you can't tell your fan base, your whole front office, that the better quarterback is going to be sitting on your bench. And, and then Jimmy G's value, I mean, before draft night, like the week before draft night or even draft night itself is gonna be sky high. Uh-huh. So how can you present the scenario where the forty nineers are going to be able to draft their franchise, shed Jimmy G's contract, and get future draft capital that can probably impact them this year with that defense that they had in the Super Bowl two years ago. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Just it just doesn't really, you know, add up to me really so so I think that that's perfect, and I, I think that's the way that it's going to end up having to go. But to pick up off of that, guys, I have another perfect fit. And I think this is probably my perfect fit or my match made in heaven that is the least likely. But I think if this ever happened, it would be over. And it's Devonta Smith to Green Bay. I have that too. Do That's you? Lit. Yeah, That's lit. <laughs> But yeah, I really think that that would be perfect. If you were to tell me that Devonte Adams and Devonta Smith could be lined up on the same side of the ball, three guys can't cover that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially with Aaron Rodgers throwing in the ball. Uh-huh. So I'll definitely take, you know, Devontae Smith there. I think that would be perfect. I don't think it's likely. But imagine he ever fell to Green Bay in the 20s. Like, Mm -hmm. imagine a wide receiver like Marshall Jr. or Bateman got drafted before Mm -hmm. him because of size. Or like Rondell Moore because of his speed and his Mm -hmm. 4-2. I definitely think that that would be a crazy scenario. And I think that is the move that would take Rodgers to the next level. I think that would be a 5,000 passing yard season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Right. That'd be stupid
2: yeah. good. <laughs> um, so, this is what I hope will happen. I've been speaking into existence for a while. Manifest. Elijah Vera talking to the Colts, I think, he is a perfect fit. Yes, sir. Uh, they have a good old line, so he doesn't have to anchor it. And then he can play everywhere. Yeah. And they move people besides Quentin Nelson around a lot. So, I just don't think there's any better fit. Like, I think Penny Sewell is good. I think Rashawn Slater is great. But I don't know if Sewell could play that many positions yeah. right away. And I feel like Vera is the most NFL-ready. He's not; He doesn't have the highest ceiling, but he's gonna, he could be a good, solid uh, O-lineman for years to come, especially at every place he can play.
1: Imagine him in the middle of that or out or, or on the outside uh, as, as far as the offensive line went. I mean, the things that that would do for Jonathan Taylor and hopefully Carson Wentz. Yeah. Um, Lou, I, the other guy I wanted to mention for the Colts, is uh, J.C. Horn. I honestly think if they chose to go either one of those two guys in in the first round, if they Mm -hmm. had that opportunity opportunity presented to themselves, that would honestly be a prime pick. And I think J.C. Horn is what you're looking for in a cornerback Mm -hmm. for the Colts going up in that division. And Vera Tucker, if you guys were going to go offensive line, how much better could you get there?
2: And I'll say this. I think if the Broncos don't go corner and they go something else, Mark my words, he's going to fall to the Colts. Yeah? Caleb Folly. It'll be us or the Raiders. One of the two is going to pick him You'll up. Be Possibly the that. Bears. Yeah. Possibly the Bears if we let him go by. You'll be happy with that. Oh, it'd be Buck. Yeah. Any top corner. Get Buck, Luke! Top all-line. Get Buck, Luke! It. No receivers. <laughs> I love a receiver, but yeah. that's what the second round's for. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, Steve, it's funny that you said Devonte Smith to Green Bay because I had that. And I also had J- Jalen Waddle to Green Bay too. I feel like either one of them would Steven. be yeah. a good complimentary to um, Devontae Adams. But my last one, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll address it since no one wanted to say it.
1: Trevor Lawrence.
0: I mean, you know what I mean? But, yeah. I mean, I I honestly do, I mean, again, he's one of those guys, like I said, with Pitts. Anywhere he's going to go besides, you know, maybe four or five teams in the NFL, like he's going to make an immediate impact. But I honestly do feel like Jacksonville is kind of the right fit for him. I feel like they have a young defense. They got pretty much a young core on offense. I mean, both their wide receivers, I mean, the addition to Marvin Jones, obviously, but that's only going to help him. That's going to give him veteran leadership in the locker room. But their two wide receivers, Chark and Chenault, aren't very old. James Robinson obviously was a rookie last year, so they have a young offense, and I just feel like it's a team where they have all their eggs in the Trevor Lawrence uh, basket. So he's going to be able to have that immediate impact, impact, but also I think with Jacksonville relying on him so much, they're also going to give him room for those growing pains too, which I feel like a lot of the time we don't get to see rookie quarterbacks experience, you know what I mean? But I feel like we know Trevor Lawrence – Again, you can never be 100% sure, but we know he's probably going to be a success in the NFL. And I think Jacksonville we'll see, knows that, too. Know. So they're willing to give him that that, that, right. that couple years of wiggle room, I All like. right, so
1: I'm going to go off topic a little bit since you wanted to say that. Right. Call me crazy. I think that Justin Fields is going to be the most successful quarterback in this draft, especially if he goes to the 49ers. If he goes to a team like... Washington or the Bears, I think it'll be tough. Mm -hmm. But I honestly do think that Justin Fields, if he goes to the 49ers, will play the longest out of all these quarterbacks.
2: The longest I could see that. It it depends. I think, honestly, Trevor Lawrence's best fit is, like, Miami. Just because the O-line's good, you have a good head coach that's, like, gut stability, they're a playoff team already, and then, like, on top of that, they have good weapons. It's like, I get Jacksonville has good weapons, they got to rebuild the whole defense. You have a first year coach. coach. Yeah. yeah, it's just like I feel like that's not the optimal situation. I think it'll be good. Yeah, I just think with quarterbacks it's so tough because like I don't know, like who knows? Mac Jones could just be actually good.
1: We'll see. You know what I mean? Just or like, depends on the scenario.
2: Or one of the guys in the second and third round. You, know, it, yeah, it's different. Watch I, out not, for that
1: Stanford guy, David uh, Stills. Yep.
2: I'm not fully sold on uh, on Lawrence, though, as like a solidified non-bust. I don't believe that yet. Yeah,
1: I, I definitely don't believe that yet either because that scenario doesn't seem so desirable, but I definitely think if you're looking at him on the younger side, I think a lot of those younger guys on that team, that Jaguars team, can still look up to him because of what he did in his experience with Clemson. I feel like there's yeah. got to be a big level of respect mm-hmm. there for, for something like that. My last match made in heaven scenario... Um, this isn't a move that I w- want to see, and Uncle Tony would absolutely despise this. But I think a perfect scenario, especially after hearing that Pittsburgh wants to get a running back early in the draft, Najee Harris to Pittsburgh. Yeah. I think he fits what they try to do, uh, running the the ball like to a T. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And what else do those wide receivers or Big Ben need if he can run the ball? that aggressively, that powerful for 20 times a game. I mean, Mm -hmm. that is honestly a match made in heaven. Yep, I agree. All right, guys, that is going to wrap things up for our NFL match made in heaven. Perfect spots for these NFL prospects. So we've been giving you guys the best rundowns uh, with this draft coverage, and we know the end of April is coming up very shortly, so stay tuned for Mock Draft 3.0 from me and Lou. You guys can make sure to go to sincethesandbox.net. Rock your favorite merch from your favorite podcasters. Go get your Born and Raised in East East shirts. Uh, we don't have many of those left, so you definitely want to get those now. And We got some new new merch drops coming to you mm-hmm. guys before summer, so make sure uh, you stay in tune and get in your whole collection. But last but not least, you guys know the deal. Go down to Apple Podcasts, scroll to the bottom, leave us that five-star review, because if it ain't five stars, guys, we just don't want it. Nope. Peace no, out. thank you. Peace out. Peace.